Scary action haunting puzzles. Scary action haunting puzzles. Scary action haunting puzzles. Monster Bash is full of scary action and haunting puzzles. Okay, I get it. I think the action is scary and the puzzles are haunted. <laughs> Once again, a pinball company completely finds a new way to fuck up launching and revealing a pinball game. I don't know why it's so hard for these pinball companies to get their shit together and realize that it's a pinball machine and you have one chance to reveal it and pull the curtain off and get people excited about your game. Now look, I want to talk about the fact that someone leaked images of Monster Bash Remake on Pinside. Um, the user, this was 13 hours ago, Monster Bash Bombs, revealed two images of Monster Bash Remake. And in his post, he writes, It's October now. Not trying to be an ass, but I didn't sign anything. And what we see is a little bit of a blurry, grainy photo of the Translate top and the topper, right? The big topper that we've all been hearing about is going to blow us away and be as good as Attack from Mars remake topper. And it's got Bride of Frankenstein, Dracula, and um, Frankenstein playing instruments with uh, speakers. Now, here's the thing. This topper does not move, okay? It is a stationary topper. It just has lighting effects. And then we see a little bit of uh, the lower part of the Translite with the wider Chicago Gaming Company display that they had on Attack from Mars remake. Uh, and interesting, underneath the display, it says Chicago Gaming Company because they don't have the rights to say Bally or Williams on there. And then it looks like there's like a sort of a, a plasma disc that's in the upper left corner of the playfield. And we can see the Bride of Frankenstein a little bit. But that's all we have. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am shocked. I am shocked that Pinside is allowing these photos to stay up on the site. It was 13 hours ago. The moderators of Pinside, they have a policy where they pull down leaked images of games. Why aren't there images of the Munsters art, which leaked a few weeks or months ago on the site because they yank it down? I do think that this once again shows the one-sided bias of Pinside and how, why are they protecting Stern's IP and Stern's reveals, but they're not protecting Chicago Gaming Company. So I think that's bullshit. Those images should have come down. I also think it's bullshit that this guy is sharing photos of this reveal um, when he says he didn't sign an NDA. Because here's the thing, look, you can do that. You could share um, photos, and, and he must have grabbed these probably from that Reno event that happened a couple weeks ago, uh, and he is basically saying, well, I can be a dick and I can share it because I didn't sign anything, and I saw people's responses to that, and they were like, well, yeah, you could do it, but it's also an asshole move, and if you do that, you're going to prevent companies from inviting people in to play the games early to sort of problem shoot the games. But here's my here's my reaction to that kind of bullshit. Do you really think Monster Bash 
a game that's been problem tested for 25 years needs to be tested again. And you also think Chicago Gaming Company needs to invite in strangers off the street to problem shoot their games. Like, are you that stupid that you think a pinball company can't test their product themselves, that they need outside people? It was all part of their marketing. This was a marketing uh, tactic to generate some excitement for the game. What they were hoping was this. They were hoping people were going to come and play the game and sign an NDA and then go back and not be able to reveal too much, but that those people would say, you're going to want to like wait and get this game because it's awesome. Like That's what they were doing. Do you really think they needed you to play test their machine? Don't be stupid, people. Please, don't be stupid. Like They didn't need it. It was all to generate hype for the game. Now, look, the problem is that strategy has backfired. It's backfired for a few reasons. One, people are just so sick of waiting for a game they already know what it is. All right, There's absolutely not a lot that's going to be revealed. The fact that we are uh, all excited to see what a topper turns out to be is fucking pathetic. Okay, The game, as George Gomez says, is below the glass. And let me tell you something. There's not anything that's really going to change gameplay-wise below the glass in Monster Bash Remake other than maybe a few toys that they put that aren't even interactive, all right? And so we're all we're, we're all like, the topper is going to be as good as uh, Attack from Mars Remake. I think finally now we can agree with Yelo Bird and his commentary that it's not all that. Like the, the Monster Bash topper is just kind of mediocre. It looks kind of small. It doesn't look that impressive. So all of the weight, all of the weight wasn't worth it when it comes to the topper. Now, the other stuff is going to be nice. Let's let's stop pretending like the only reason we're excited about these remakes is because of the fucking topper. That's not the case. You're going to get a, such a nicer display. I mean, that wide display is so much better than a DMD. Uh, and these games, again, they were designed during the DMD era. So what I love about these older games is, is the majority of the game is all happening on the playfield. We know they're not updating the code. We know they're not updating you know, mechanisms in these games. This is a remake of a game you've already seen. So I really don't understand why there are such high expectations for the reveal of something we've seen for decades. I, 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 again, it's like reality check. And then you get these dingleberries, you know, these, these D-bags who like are like, oh, I'm waiting to see where I spend my money and I've been waiting to see like what's going to happen. Are you, are you really, really? Like you can't, you can't in your mind envision a Monster Bash remake. You're waiting to see what it is, right? Like, like, okay, um, the game's been out. Do you like Monster Bash? Do you want a Monster Bash? If the answer is yes, you already have 95% of what you need to go on on if you want a Monster Bash or not, okay? So I, I just think those people, too, who are, like, acting as if the trim in the topper are going to put them over the edge and, and make them have to buy it. Like you, you, I, again, like I just think people are being so stupid. And also when people are like Chicago gaming company, they're horrible. Like they've literally fumbled this launch. Like now people are going to spend their money elsewhere. And, and to that, I, res I, I respond with this. 
they're not stupid. You know who's stupid? Pinball buyers. Pinball buyers, time and time again, have shown that they will literally buy anything that goes into a box, right? Let's not forget, people bought a couple hundred WWE LEs. People are buying Deadpool left and right. People are buying almost anything that is available new. Like Stern has sold out of almost every single LE of uh, you know their recent titles. And, and so like when they release this game, uh, there are going to be lots of people that want to buy it. I mean, it's it, Monster Bash continues to be heralded it as one of the greatest games of all time. And I'll say this. You know what people love? The, the new pinball person, the new pinball collector, they love opening up a box. They would rather open up a box than buy a game that is from another collector. They just would. There is something about, I am getting it new. It has never been used. It is a virgin example of this game. And so yes, do I think Chicago Gaming Company has a piss poor marketing effort here? Absolutely. It was a terrible launch. It was a terrible reveal. There is sure more to be revealed, but I, 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 I think they fumbled this entire thing from saying it was gonna be a TPF, to the stupid NDA, come play it, to actually like announcing, hey, our next title's Monster Bash and without anything to go on, without any visuals or anything to get people excited, no teaser videos, nothing. It's like these dingbats are operating in a world that doesn't have cell phones, that doesn't have HD cameras, that doesn't have the internet. It's like such a piss poor way to get people excited about the game. I also think the delays are not because of licensing, you do you actually buy that story? Like they're waiting for approval on something like this. Now, look, I think the only thing that could keep this whole like held up in a licensing thing is all the recent transactions that have been happening with Bally Williams and you know them moving off of virtual pinball and who's who actually owns the rights to these games and has someone block them from showing this game. Uh, I, I don't I I think if it's anything, it might be something like that versus like waiting for approval. Remember when Andrew Highway lied to us about waiting for Fox's approval on everything? It was all a lie. You guys it's funny how people hide behind licensing approval as a stall tactic in this hobby, but I don't buy it. Um, I don't think Chicago gaming is like in financial hot water either. I just don't know what they're doing. Like I, I literally, I, I don't even want to speculate. I know I do know that the timing now to ask people to buy this game is fucking stupid. And I, I'm sorry to curse, but I think all of these games coming out at the same time is stupid. You, as, as I showed on my last podcast, you have all these games asking people to go in on and buy them on top of each other. So some guy who wants, you know, who has to have everything, he's now got four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, what, 21 new inbox things he can go buy um, in the month of October in 2018. And the market's not that big. It's just not. And, and for those people who are like, well... You know, now, you know, I've lost hype in this game. I want to take those people who say they're no longer excited about Monster Bash Remake because of the weight, and I want to just, like, slap the living crap out of them. Like, how did you lose excitement for a game that's been out for 25 years simply because they didn't show it to you at TPF 
or didn't show it to you in the summertime? Like what happened inside you that made you go, oh man, I'm just done. Like I'm tired. It's like these people whine and moan and complain because they think the company gives a shit. But my point is they don't because when they reveal it, there's going to be like an ooh and eyeing over the fact that you can get a brand new Monster Bash in 2018 um, that's completely brand new. And before this era of remakes, if you wanted a mint unmolested Monster Bash, it would have cost you ten to $12,000. And now you can get it for what, $7,000 in LE? Eight? I Was it seven or eight? Something like that? People are going to be happy. Now, uh, do I think they're going to sell 1,000 Monster Bash remakes, um, Ellie's? No, I don't. I don't. I think 1,000 is too many now. Um, 1,000 is just too many of any limited edition. It doesn't make it feel special. I think it's stupid. I think it's, um, it's overreaching. Um, Stern knows the right amount of Ellie's. It's between four and 500. And even then, they don't immediately sell out. But you also want the Ellie of Monster Bash to be special and feel special. And I'm sorry, but a thousand of anything in pinball feels anything but limited. And these companies need to stop with that stuff. I mean, it, it's stupid that Jersey Jack's got all these limited editions that aren't limited because they're available everywhere. All right. Stern knows how to do it. Now, look. Now, look. I, again, I think Pinside should take the images down because if you're going to have a policy if we don't allow leaks to go up, then you need to be consistent and be fair to every manufacturer if leaks occur. They yanked down the Munsters images. They've yanked down other images when they've gone up, like the Deadpool playfield shot that someone took. And, and again, like just, just if you have a policy, be consistent. We know they struggle with that. They, we know they let guys like Hilton run his mouth like a moron, and yet they ban me because I'm so terrible, right? Um, look, I think if you want a Monster Bash, go get one. I think their reveal now at Expo is definitely spoiled. Uh, I also think that Stern has done a great job of keeping Munsters. Look, we know Munsters is coming out, but nobody has seen anything on Munsters. Nobody's seen the play field. Nobody's seen the layout. Nobody's seen anything other than Franchi's like original concepts for cabinets and translites. That's it. That's all you've seen. So it, it, we know they're making it. We know what Stern is making. And again, Stern's done a good job of keeping what is coming out next year under wraps. Nobody really knows what's coming after Beatles. I haven't heard anyone say like it's for sure going to be Pulp Fiction or Godzilla. Nope. All under wraps. I also think Chicago Gaming Company, you know, as a company, as a company, doesn't really, I don't think their strategy is really figured out. Remember when they said, oh, we're also going to make Theater of Magic. We're also going to make like Circus Voltaire. We're also going to make this. We're also going to make Big Bang Bar. We're also, it's like, what? what is wrong with you guys? You literally just revealed everything you plan to do probably for the next 10 years. Stupid, stupid. Who does that? absolutely stupid and they did that because they really just want to fuck over people who have those games and now they've fucking frozen the secondhand sale of those titles because people are just going to wait so you might consider that to be smart on that front but i think it's also stupid because if you're chicago gaming company you want to see people continue to sell big bang bars for 12 to 15,000. dollars You want to keep the market hot on those games. 
It is absolutely stupid to prematurely destroy the value and the collectability of the games you're planning to remake because you just prematurely ejaculated your launch plans for the next five titles. Like, why would you do that? You absolutely should not have done that because then what you also do is you just fuck up your ability to control the, the, the true demand and desirability and the hype around it because now people, I'm sorry, but over time, if you know something already, over time, you just sort of stop caring little by little as every day goes by. And that's just the nature of the way hype works. You know, the more you know, the less you will care about it as you approach the launch date of it. You know, if we knew nothing about, um, I, you know, like let's just say we knew nothing about Stern's next title and they were, we didn't know the theme, we didn't know the artist, we didn't know the designer, we didn't know the coder. If we knew nothing about their next title and they say, we're going to release a surprise game for you at Expo, you would be doing backflips to, 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 to be there when they pull the curtain off. But we know it's Borg. We know it's Dwight. We know it's Franchi. We know there's a lower play field. We know, like, it's like we know so much. We know it's monsters, for Christ's sake. The more you know, the more you already will have a expectation and vision in your head of what you can expect. And the harder it becomes for them to really surprise, delight, and wow you. It's just, that's just the nature of the way it works. Mystery suspense, anxiety, you know, those powerful emotions. Curiosity is the most powerful emotion we possess. When we are curious, we are moved to act. You know, when I talk about the mystery pin that I know about, I love it. It's like these people, like they can't get their heads around the fact that like you can make a pinball machine. You can, it's doable. You know, I was in this big debate last night with, um, not even a debate, but with like, uh, you know, Jeff at This Week in Pinball. Like if for some reason, it's like he can't, he can't understand the concept of like, you can, someone can make a pinball machine and someone can make a pinball machine in their garage and someone could sell that to you from their garage. You know, you know who else like made stuff in their garage? Steve Jobs, James Dyson, Henry Ford, you know, and up there with those guys, Kevin Kulik. And we were talking about the fact that Kevin Kulik would have made all 250 Predators. If you think he wouldn't have, he would have. I don't want to go off on a tangent around Kevin Kulik, but at the end of the day, he was going to make the games if it was the last thing he ever did on planet Earth. And we all know the whistleblowers, even though they were on the right, they sank the whole project, all right? All right, but my point is this. Because you know nothing about the game I've been talking about, about the game I've seen, about the stuff I've seen, aren't you curious? Don't you want to know more, right? And that's just where pinball is at. But again, again, I think it's going to be an interesting fall. The battle for Munster and Monster Supremacy is going to be epic. Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle versus Monster Bash versus the Munsters. All right. They're crazy, right? Three, three themes, all spooky related, all coming out at the same time. I don't know about you gentlemen out there, but how can you not look at the landscape of pinball and say, you know what, maybe Jersey Jack isn't right. Maybe there aren't millions of new people coming into the sport, but maybe this whole hobby is reaching, I think it's reaching a little bit of, of, of a peak 
where there's just so much coming out. There's even more coming out on the horizon. There's not enough room or money for all these games. I mean, I, part of me is just like, it's the room now that's the issue. I mean, Frolic is out of room. His thumbs aren't going to be going up. They're going to be going down. You know, he's, you got to move stuff out. And if you go on Pinside, you go on the marketplace, there's so much for sale. So much. Guys need to move stuff out to move stuff in. And, you know, it's going to create a climate. Again, we've said this. We're just every pin is just going to lose more and more money because you're going to have to keep lowering your price on your game if you want to sell it. I was joking with a friend last night. I said, you know what? I'm going to buy a Wizard of Oz Emerald City Limited Edition when it's $5,000. And he was like, yeah, like it's probably going to get there one day. There will By the time I buy that game, there will probably be like three, four thousand limited edition versions of Waz out there. And you know what? They're not limited. They're not special. And they're all just going to start to lose value over and over and over again. You know? And so like, it's a great time to be a pinball buyer. If you are a buyer of pinball, I think you are in the fucking driver's seat. And I've said this before. Why would you rush and buy Deadpool? Why would you rush and buy almost any Stern LE or any LE, why, if you just wait, if you just wait to, let's say, January, February of 2019, the amount of options you're going to have are going to be incredible. And just wait to see if you like Pirates of the Caribbean, okay? Look, Pirates of the Caribbean LE is not going to sell out ever, okay? Mark my words, ever, ever. And if by any miracle it sells a thousand LEs, you know what they're going to do? They're going to make a Black Pearl edition. We know they will. He has to. Because then he's stuck. Because if he sells out of LEs of Pirates, nobody wants the standard with, without the starry map and without all the other bells and whistles. And then all he's got is the collector's edition. You see, Jack doesn't get it yet. The Stern model is the way to go. You make, you know, the collector's edition should be the LE. And then you just make a premium that's unlimited. And then you don't have to fuck around with all these different editions. And then you can always make different editions of your premium. Anyone, ACDC, Lucy, anyone? And, and it's okay. I'm still shocked. Stern has not made a Batgirl premium edition Batman 66 if they made a Batgirl premium edition with her like in the Lucy position on the side of that cabinet sold they would sell a ton more and it would breathe new life into a game that's almost done all right but that's the thing is like there's just so much you can buy and I would just wait and the world's your oyster and I love it man I love it just sitting on the sidelines I mean I'm not buying anything I'm sitting here. I'm content. I've been playing Batman now for like two weeks, just trying to get to the damn new wizard mode, you know, completing three minor villains, and it's still freaking hard. I love the game because it's easy and hard at the same time. Um, I'm looking forward to playing more of Pirates of the Caribbean. You know how I feel about the game. I've been getting emails from people telling me I'm wrong. Well, cool. I'll go play it again. I'll go play it again. I can always change my mind. Am I allowed to change my mind on a pinball game? Absolutely. But I'm excited because I get to sit back with money in the bank as my financial advisor has got got me something like 
11% growth on all my money over the last like couple of years. You know what's funny? You know where WWE stock is right now? It's at $90 a share. You know where WWE stock was when you bought your uh, pinball machine? If you put your $7,000 into the stock then, it would have gone up like five times almost by now, okay? So talk to me about pinball being investments. It's not. Um, but I like being on the sidelines because I want to see I want to see what Oktoberfest is going to be. I want to see what Munsters is going to be. I want to see what homeowners think about Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle. I mean, it is a really good time to just sit in a comfortable leather chair, open up your computer in October, November, follow the streams, see what straight down the middle gives the reviews, see what people are saying about having the game. See, you know, to me, I love hearing from the guys who play the game on location because they're the only people that give these games, you know, the, the, the right kind of review. And I also like, look, I gave, I was telling Zach, man, I, I, I love the fact that they do the reviews. I think they're great reviews, but almost every game, and here's my issue, almost every game, in straight down the middle is like an A or a B. Every single game is an A or a B. I mean, no, like there are games that are shit and they should get a shit score. You have, this This sounds like public school where everyone has to like um, get an A or a B or passing grade even if they didn't do anything good. You know, I saw something in the news the other day that made me sick. A teacher got fired because she wouldn't give her students 50% of a grade if they when they handed in nothing. So they came into class with no homework, no, you know, no paper, no they didn't do any work and the school said that that she had to give those students a 50% for doing nothing. Fuck that. Fuck this overcorrected world. Fuck the PC nature of the modern world. I love pinball. Some pinball is great. Some pinball absolutely sucks. Like, sucks. Like, can we be honest? Like, not all pinball is enjoyable. And when you, when you look at how much money these games are, the bar is high. And when you look at the amount of games coming out, 21 available right now, about to be 30 in like six months. Unfucking believable The onus and the pressure is on. Every pinball company needs to make great games now. There is no room for mediocrity. Not when all these games cost around the same amount of money. You either make a hit or your company is going to be fucking out of business within 12 months. That is where pinball is at now. And it's exciting because it means they have to make good, not even good, they have to make great games. Now, the, the caveat is, the only company that doesn't have that kind of pressure is Stern because they're not just great at manufacturing, they're amazing at manufacturing. And because they're so amazing at manufacturing, they can lower the bar of greatness on their titles because they win because they're the only fucking drug that consistently comes out over and over and over again. All right, and that's why they win. They're the only drug dealer in town. Like every three, four months, you want a new drug, you want a new high, you're bored of your old drug, your old game. Well, guess who's got your fix? It ain't spooky, it ain't Jack, it ain't American Pinball. We don't know if Deep Root's gonna be a good drug dealer in town. You know, it's it's not Chicago Gaming Company. These other companies, they make you go through withdrawal. 
And that withdrawal makes you form, fall more and more in love with the dealer that gets you high. And that's Stern. And I congratulate Gary and George, you know, and Lyman and Dwight and Franchi. You guys are the best fucking pinball drug dealers in town. Keith Elwin, Timmy over there, all those guys. Borg, you guys are fucking drug dealers and your drug is pinball and you're the only ones that send this shit right into the vein every three to four months. And until someone even like, you know, makes something so great that you're willing to wait for that drug, Stern's the only player, man. It's hard to, it's hard to think otherwise. All right, I got to go because I got to fly to Atlanta. This was episode, I think like 266. You'll hear about this news um, like six days from now in head-to-head -head pinball. Uh, hope you enjoy it when they when they hit it to you fresh and they hit it hard. All right, everyone, have a good day. You need to adjust your play style because these shots aren't where you expect them to be. <laughs>